Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. But you can help them through the power of hypnosis, break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out Melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one-to-one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake-up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and today I am here with Haley Dubin. Haley, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Melissa. I'm excited to talk to you today. I'm excited to have you share your story today, too, because, of course, this episode is going to come out during the month of June, which is National Cancer Survivor or Thriver, as I like to say, month. And you have an incredible story to share. But before we get into that, I just want to introduce you to the audience. Haley is a certified health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, founder of Revive Wellness, and the host of the Cancer Liberation Project podcast. As a 25-year ovarian cancer survivor, her passion is to help people overcome the physical, mental, and emotional challenges that the cancer journey can bring. So with that, Haley, I would love you to share your story. Absolutely. Well, it was actually 25 years ago this month, which is, wow, I can't even believe it, that I found out that I had a large mass on my ovary. And 
at the time stop you there very quickly because 25 years ago this month you were very young I sure was how old were you Yes, I was me asking. <laughs> not a problem. I was 29 years old. I was about to turn 30. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Audience, listen, cancers are impacting people younger and younger. This isn't an old person illness. And so that's why I love to bring this information to you and share with you people who are cancer thrivers because it gives you hope. And mm-hmm. so, Haley. Keep going, because I know you're going to bring a lot of hope to my audience today. Oh, well, thank you. So, yeah, as I said, I was 29 years old. And at the time, I had a two-year-old. And I was trying to balance career, motherhood, and marriage. And, you know, like many of us, I was completely out of balance and stressed out. And the doctors told me that I would need surgery to remove it, but didn't know if it was cancer. And I remember vividly waking up in the recovery room to my husband's face and he was just staring at me and he was this close to my face. And and he said, you have to survive. And I later found out when I came to that I had stage three ovarian cancer And it spread to my colon as well as my appendix. And shock, shock, right? Total shock. Yeah. Complete. I take it that your husband already knew that news. And so he was in shock and he was just in his mindset was, I don't know what I'm going to do without you. Therefore, your waking message was you have to survive. Yes. I get it. Yes. And it, I remember it so clearly. I mean, even though I was so out of it, I just remember those words so clearly. Yeah. So, um, y- you know, I remember the doctors telling me uh, that I would need chemotherapy and a total hysterectomy, which was a hard pill to swallow because we were trying to have our second child. And after two surgeries, And three rounds of chemotherapy uh, in which I was admitted to the hospital each time. So for five days. So it was consecutive five days on IVs. Um, It was so toxic. They they had to flush out the kidneys. So I was on liquids as well, IV liquids. Um, But after those three rounds, um, you know, pretty much four months or so, you know, with all the in-between waiting, I was declared cancer-free. And I knew that that should be a cause of celebration, but I felt more scared than ever. And I hear this from so many people. You know, I just remember feeling so uneasy about what my next steps would be to to ensure that I would live a long, healthy life. And I just knew that I never wanted to go through this again, if if I can help it. And, you know, I remember asking the oncologist all kinds of questions, you know, you know, just like, how can I avoid recurrence? And is there a certain diet I can eat? I even asked about support groups and he said there was really nothing for me because I was so young that they would be all be older and really not doing well. 
And, you know, he, all he really said to me was, you're going to be fine. I'll see you in three months. And I just wasn't satisfied with that. I'm like, I can't wait for my next doctor's appointment to know if I'm healthy. And, you know, it was really then that I knew that I needed to take control over my own health. It's so interesting because I have had melanoma and mine, mine was stage one. And when I saw the oncologist after having the surgery to have it removed, he just said, this is a textbook case. We found it early. We got it all out. It's perfect. You're cancer free. I didn't have the fear that you had because it was stage one, not stage three. So there's a difference there. But also, I just kind of thought in my head, how do you know? How do you know this hasn't spread elsewhere in my body? And so that led me to also now starting my own research as to what I could do to ensure that I was keeping my body as clean and as healthy as possible. So interesting that, you know, we kind of walk away with the same end result of what we have to do for ourselves, take responsibility for our health through a slightly different, slightly different journey. So that is so, so true. And, you know, I, I feel like that's not everybody, right? Some people just do what their doctors tell them to do and they want to forget about it. Like, okay, I'm good. You know, I don't want to think about this again. Um, And they don't take their power back when it comes to their health. They kind of leave it in the hands of the doctors. And that is how, as a society, we have largely been raised, that we get sick, we go to the doctor, they make us better. And that is the mindset shift that through this podcast and through my work that I always try to encourage people to rethink because that is a putting so much power or so much responsibility on another human being. And that's Mm -hmm. too much responsibility, I believe, to put on someone else. And it's also, as you said, giving up all of your power to someone else, right? And so we do have to take responsibility for our health. It is our greatest asset. Without our health, what do we have, right? So true. However, that hasn't been the mindset that has been promoted through our education system, through our public health system, through, you know, our medical system, right? It has been to rely on the doctor because they'll make you better. However, your and my experience just had us question. Absolutely. more I can do? Or how do you know it hasn't spread? I need to do this for myself. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I just, even though, you know, I was only 29, I I just knew in my heart that my life was out of balance and, and that I needed to make some changes. Um, you know, I, I, I decided to quit my job. Luckily, my husband was on board with it. It was a very stressful job at the time. And I was trying to balance, you know, being with my son. And so I, I decided to stay home and, you know, I just began to immerse myself into researching foods and lifestyle habits and and mindsets that can help heal the body and support me in avoiding recurrence. Yeah. So, and you know, after 
process, okay. were you also able to find a community, even though the doctor said they would be older and not doing so well? Did you find a community at that time? No, I never found a community. No. So kudos to you even more so for all of the research, everything that you took on on yourself and the big lifestyle changes, you know, giving up a job is huge. You know, it's scary to give up that income. However, if that job is so stressful that it's weakening your immune system and your immune system is already weakened by those chemo treatments, et cetera, et cetera, you need to be building it back up. Being in a stressful job isn't going to serve you, right? And so you made that decision. Your husband supported you and that's awesome. And sometimes we feel like we have to have the job to have the income. But if we have the job that gives us the income, but it takes away our health, that is a problem. Mm. And again, when we make that shift so we can regain our health, then more options open up to us as to how we can recoup that income. So true. So kudos to you for making those shifts. And I know that you're part of community now and you're with others who have built a community and I met you through that community, the breast connection, which is all about supporting women going through breast cancer, as well as talking about prevention for breast cancers. And recently I heard on that uh, in one of those sessions that women who lower their stress, address the stress and find community And finding community can help lower the stress because now you don't feel alone. And when you're alone, that's stressful, right? That they have uh, their chance of dying from the cancer is reduced by 75%. That's huge. Huge Huge. number. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's so true. It's so important to, to get that support. Exactly, exactly. And to not feel alone. So tell me more about what this turned into for you from, you know, being a stay at home mom doing all of this research. And then where did that lead you? Yeah, so the most amazing part of this whole thing was that we were about, we were blessed to adopt a second son less than a year later after I was finished with treatment. So that was just such a, a huge thing. You know, it's something we wanted so badly. And, um, so I just had to put that out there because, you know, there's always hope there's, there's always hope that, you know, maybe it's not the family you imagined or you're grieving the, the fact that you couldn't have a child, but there's always other ways. And it's just been the most incredible experience. But yeah, so after I got my energy back, you know, probably after a month, um, I, I really felt great. And I, I knew that I wanted to help others just like me learn how to heal their bodies through food and lifestyle choices. So I decided to attend the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to be a certified health coach. And I didn't do that right away. Um, I spent years really um, with my kids. And then I decided, you know, I'm ready to go back to work and, and what would be fulfilling for me. And I just wanted to help people just like me who 
you know, were scared and felt alone and, and wanted that support to avoid recurrence moving forward. So I, I do work with cancer survivors going through treatment, but the majority of my practice is people who have already had treatment and are looking to reclaim their health. I love that. I love that you're there to support those people because as you and I both experienced, the oncologists don't have the answers. Their job is within, you know, their job description. This is what they do, but they then don't necessarily have the information of where to refer people onto for that ongoing support that we've just shown or talked about the fact that it's so, so important in people moving from being a survivor to a thriver. And we can You absolutely can. And, you know, you said something earlier about feeling alone. And, and even though I had support of my family, and, you know, my husband was great, and my sister and my dad and my mom, and, you know, just all everyone, I still felt alone. And and I talked to people about that, you know, all the time, they feel the same way, because they just don't get it. You know, they they haven't been through what you've been through. Exactly. Exactly. And so it is finding others that know exactly what you've been through. And I think that's true in any time we're healing from any disease or injury to the body, right? When my daughter was going through her concussion recovery, she was tired of seeing practitioners. We were trying all different things, you know, Reiki and craniosacral and physiotherapy, et cetera, et cetera. And every practitioner said, oh, I'll I'll heal you. And then she wasn't healed. So she was kind of losing trust each time she saw someone. And she said, I don't want to see anybody. They all tell me they'll heal me and I'm not healed. And I said, okay, that's fine. But there's a concussion support group that's starting. So if you don't want to see any more practitioners, that's fine. But why don't you go to the support group? And she really didn't want to go, but that was our trade-off, right? We're not just going to sit and do nothing. We're going to keep looking at avenues for healing, right? Because as long as you haven't tried any everything, there's hope, right? So she agreed to go and she came home from just that first session. It was a six-week pilot project. She came home from that first session and she was so happy she went. Wow. Because she realized she wasn't alone. She was only, uh, how old was she? 18, 17 at the time. She wasn't even technically old enough to be in the group. You were supposed to be 19, but her physiotherapist was running the group and said she was mature enough to come and attend. Everyone else was older. And she was so happy to be in that room where everybody else understood what she was going through. Yeah. She happily went for the next five weeks and then it was extended and she kept going. And so that became the next phase of her healing journey. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just, being around others and sharing stories and learning what they did that helped them mentally, emotionally, and physically. Mm, You're absolutely right. And what a a lucky daughter she has to have a mom like you to say, you know, try this, do this, you know, don't just give up totally. Yes. And that's a message I want to share with everyone too. And it was told to me by someone else. It's not something I made up, right? (laughs) That if you haven't tried, I think I read it in a book, actually, that if you haven't tried everything, you still have hope because you can keep trying things. And the beautiful thing about 
our world and science is that there's always new advances, right? So you never get to a place where you've tried everything because there's always something else. Mm. Every little bit helps along the way. And even though all those other practitioners hadn't healed her, like, you know, zero to a hundred, good, I'm done. Every little bit helped so that she could have a full recovery. Exactly. And, you know, I talk to people on my podcast, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit, but who have had really tough diagnosis. I mean, you know, brain cancer, glioblastoma, that is, has a very little chance of surviving. But this one woman said, if I can find one person who survived this, I could too. You know, so there is always hope. There is always hope. And I love that. And it's something that I love to share all the time is the saying, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. So what is your belief about your healing journey? Do you believe you can? Because your body is designed to self-heal. And if you believe you can, truly believe you can, and you can see images of yourself in your mind's eye in the future traveling or with grandchildren or whatever it is, your body is the robot of your mind. And it will start to embrace that. And that strengthens your healing journey. Then if you are sitting in this place of, I don't believe I can heal because 99% of the people don't, cancel, cancel, cancel. (laughs) You may not. Right. And sometimes our doctors will tell us the stats and they Mm -hmm. try to be realistic with us, et cetera. But we don't have to take that on either. We can choose to do it differently. Just like that lady, show me the one person who healed and I know I can. Don't show me the other however many thousands that didn't. Show me the one who did. And I mean, that goes back to the, what is it? The under the four minute mile or whatever that nobody believed that humans could run a mile in less than four minutes or whatever. And then one person could. And then all of a sudden everybody else started doing it. Right. So So look for the person that healed and they're out there. And I'm bringing some of them to you here on this podcast on purpose because that gives you hope and reach out to them because they too can help you on your journey. Absolutely. It's, It's about finding that community, finding the people that you trust and that lift you up, you know, that, that make you feel good, that, that you're comfortable with. That is so important in the healing journey. You know, sometimes doctors, I mean, they, they don't make you feel good and they scare you and, and they're just so frank and you have a choice to use a different doctor. You don't have to use the doctor you're using. They work for you. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. Yeah. And that's a little bit of my story too, because I am very fair. I've got the red hair. I've got lots of moles. My first six years were in Australia. We barely used sunscreen because it was before the days of sunscreen. So I had a lot of sunburn. So no wonder that I ended up with melanoma and a strange mole. And I had a, you know, a biopsy done. And then that came back saying that it was melanoma. 
And I got a phone call from my local doctor's office. I'd had the biopsy done by a specialist down in Vancouver, a skin cancer specialist, but the, the result came to my general practitioner. And I got a call from the clinic saying, you need to come and see your doctor right now. Now, this is a doctor that you can't book in and get into for two to three weeks. And this is 10 years ago too. And so I knew just from the fact they wanted to see me right now, I knew they had my results and I knew they weren't good, right? So immediately that gets your stress level up, right? Absolutely. And I just, first of all, I'm like, I'm in the middle of my workday. I've got some appointments. Can I come later? No, you have to come right now. She has time to see you right now. You have to come right now. So I had to drop everything. I had to go and I'm literally breathing and calming myself down because in 10 seconds of a phone call, they'd shot me into fight or flight. And then I get there and I see the doctor who tells me I have melanoma and she wants me to book in. It's a Thursday and I have to book in to have surgery on Monday morning. And I'm like, no, I'm flying to Ottawa on Saturday for business. And she's like, no, you have to have surgery on Monday morning. I'm like, I don't think so. I need to go to Ottawa on business and then I'll deal with it. Something inside me was just saying, stay calm. You're okay. And talk to the other doctor, the specialist first. And so I didn't book in and I left there feeling the fear that they'd put into me, but refusing to take it on. Mm. I went home and I called the other doctor and he called me back at the end of the day, his day. And I said, so just so you know, I got the results. It says it's melanoma and my doctor wants to do the surgery on Monday morning to remove it. And he said, that's a big surgery that needs to be done by a plastic surgeon. That should not be done in your local clinic. He said, I will put in the referral to the plastic surgeon. And I said, great. I said, I'm supposed to go to Ottawa on business on Saturday. I'll be gone a week. Can I go? Like, when will I hear from the plastic surgeon? He goes, it won't be next week. You'll be at the top of the line, but it won't be next week. It's probably two to three weeks from now. I said, great. And then I said, you know, how long do I have? Like, I'm not going to wait months, but I'm just kind of wondering because at the clinic, they were like, if, if you don't have this done on Monday, you know, kind of inferring that my life would be over by Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, no, it's okay. You'll get the surgery within the next month and you'll be fine. And I was so grateful for being able to have a conversation with him where he could confirm me talking myself down out of the fear that I was put into. Exactly. And I know the doctors are just trying to do their best. I know that. And they want to help people heal. And they see a lot of sick people. And so that's their, that's their world that they work in. And then it, that's how they talk to others because they think everything's going to go that way. As opposed to when we can step out of that world and breathe and take ourselves out of the fear and look for the people that have healed and become thrivers to know that you can do it too. Absolutely. I mean, I recommend radical remission to so many people because, you know, I don't know if you've read that book, but it's just, it's by Kelly Turner and she interviews all these people that have had very poor prognosis of, of, of cancer, a, a poor prognosis. And she, she finds that there's all these ways that they can 
that, that they got better. Even when their doctors told me, told them it's the last, you know, that there's nothing else we could do for you. Get your affairs in order. And it is such a hopeful book. So I, I do recommend that to so many people. I mean, you know, they look at mindset, they look at lifestyle, diet, all of it, but it just gives you so much hope because you know, these people were not doing well and, and they all survived their, their cancers. So. And you've recently had Bruce Lipton on your podcast, sharing a similar story as well. And I listened to that and I share that with a lot of people for the same reason, for people to understand that you can survive and thrive. And a huge piece of it is the lifestyle and the mindset. And it all starts with the belief, the belief that you can, and then taking the action to create the lifestyle that supports that. So let's talk about that. What are the must do's that you believe everybody must do in order to stay healthy? Well, you know, I think the first thing is to take a good, hard look at your life and ask yourself, what is out of harmony in my life? Um, You know, when we're not in harmony, that's when dis ease happens in our bodies. And, you know, our mindset is like you were saying before, absolutely huge. If you feel that you can heal, then you can heal. Don't give up and try everything you can imagine. Um, You know, I'm not saying to get overwhelmed by all these, you know, Google things and, and do this and that, but Know in your heart, like, just like you said, your your gut told you that you weren't in a huge hurry, that you didn't have to do it the next day or two days after. Um, so just know that it took a while for the, for the cancer to, to grow and, and it's, it could take a while to heal, but, but it is possible. And, you know, Uh, the other thing is people, you know, the first thing I work with people on is, is their diet because that's something they can control. They want to know, like, what can I do right away? And, uh, you know, with diet, start off just eating whole foods from the earth, you know, not from a box or a package and, and just doing though that. It is huge for your health. And it's all about baby steps. You know, it's not doing A through Z right away. And, and, and another big thing is, is not doing all the things out of fear. Um, because, you know, people tend to, you know, they, they read all this stuff and, and they listen to podcasts, which is great. But they're so overwhelmed on what they should do. And it does, you don't have to do everything at once. So little baby steps goes a long way for your health. I love that you said that because I was thinking that as well, that it's not A to Z, everything at once. If we try to do that, it becomes overwhelming and then we fall off and we give up. As opposed to if we implement small changes and master each small change, over the course of a month and then three months, we can create significant change. And as you said, it took a while for the cancer to develop, years even. 
and it will take a while to heal. And so you do have time. You don't have to be in that fear space of, I have to do it all today. I didn't, you didn't, because we were learning and implementing, learning and implementing. Now it's easier for people because their learning can come straight from somebody who's been there and can you can give it to them as opposed to them spending all those hours of reading through the internet and sifting through what's true and what's not true, et cetera. Absolutely. You so yes, diet is something that people can control and that it's relatively easy to change. And people may not realize that all those boxes of food, yes, they're very convenient. However, they're very high in sugar and they have chemicals in them to extend the shelf life so they don't go bad, except those chemicals are toxins to your body. When you eat whole plant food from the ground and preferably organic, you're eating clean food. And if you can't afford everything organic, then get the uh, dirty dozen dozen from the ewg.org website and at least go with that. Exactly, exactly. And I was going to mention to you, you know, look at toxicities. Um, So obviously, the food is one of them when you're eating pesticide ridden foods, you're you're absorbing that. So, um, and, and, you know, looking at personal care products, um, you know, what are you putting on your skin every day? Are you using perfume, that kind of stuff? And, and household cleaners, what are you using around the house? So, you know, another thing with toxins is, are you with toxic people? Are, are you with people who bring you down and, and don't, don't make you feel good about yourself? You know, it's so important to be with those people that, that lift you up, as I, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so, oh, and another big thing is emotions. I mean, it, you know, it, this is such an emotional journey. And, you know, when I talk to people, a lot of people have had traumatic events happen to them one, two, five years before they were ever diagnosed. And so, you know, our bodies are are so smart and they store these emotions and it, it's real important to find a practitioner that can help you release those emotions. And, and that's one of the hardest things for people because they don't want to feel bad, you know, so it, it, it becomes tricky, but it is one of the most important things in your healing journey. So I just wanted to mention that. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And yes, on average, most cancer diagnoses come 12 to 18 months after some kind of traumatic event. It could be divorce. It could be job loss. It could be anything. And that's when we have this emotional experience that we don't want to feel and we squash it down. And again, society's taught us that, right? As young children, we're told, don't cry, suck it up. And then young adults, don't bring your troubles to work, etc. And so we're taught to squash our emotions. But over time, those stuffed down emotions also become toxic in our body. And that can then trigger inflammation, which can turn on genes to for dis- diseases that we're predisposed to. And for some people, those are cancers. And on top of that, then we have the other toxins that you referred to before, the chemical toxins in food, as well as in our personal care products. So we're like, you know, trash cans that are getting more and more and more full. And when that trash can overflows, 
it shows up in our body as some level of dis-ease. And that's why I talk about toxicity all the time and call myself the friendly toxin slayer, <laughs> helping people to detox their physical, emotional, mental, spiritual bodies. And that's where you're also supporting your clients as well. And it's so important that people understand that we have four bodies. We have the, you know, the physical, the mental, spiritual, and emotional body. And by the time the symptoms are showing up in the physical body, it's already moved through the other three bodies. And so we start clearing in the physical body and then we have to clear in the other bodies as well. That's how we have lasting healing. Yes, absolutely. So I absolutely love the work that you do and it's so, so critical. So is there anything else that you would like to share in terms of what you help people with in your program? You know, pretty much I help people get out of their way when it comes to making sustainable changes, um, you know, to, to reclaim their health, because it's not always easy for people to make changes on a regular basis. You know, they, at first they could be all in, I, I'm going to do this. I want to, you know, do everything you say, but then life happens. Right. And so it's really important to, to have someone to hold you accountable. And, and that's what I do for my clients. Um, just, you know, like we talked about before, little chunk size um, action steps that we go over to keep you consistently moving towards a healthy you. Um, and, and, you know, looking at stress, that's another big thing that we work on because, you know, we're all going to have stress, but, but, but we need to manage it better. And I know, you know, when I was going through what I went through, I was a complete stress case. I mean, just worried about work and worried about my son and just all of it. And so we need to work on how we manage that stress. Uh, it just, you know, your immune system takes a big hit when, when you are stressed out all the time. So, yeah, so those are really the things and in the spiritual aspect of our lives, you know, do we have purpose? Um, you know, are you doing what you really want to do in your life? And a lot of us, and, and I know me included, I, I got into a career because my parents thought it was a good career. You know, we look at society to tell us what to do, but we have all these things inside us. We we know what is best for us and we need to start listening to our intuition. I love all of that. And you're right. So, so important to have that accountability partner, that person to lift you back up when you have fallen off and now you're beating yourself up and you're thinking you're going to give up because, you know, it's oh so hard, but to have that person that can lift you back up and show you the progress when you don't see it yourself so that you then are re-motivated to keep going. And the, you know, the spiritual aspect as well as the stress, again, so important. Everyone's stressed. Even before the pandemic, everyone was stressed. There's, the world was the most stressed out it had ever been. And people look around and see everyone else stressed out, think it's normal and don't do anything about it and don't realize the ramifications on their health either. And then when, you know, they come to you or they come to me, they're like, oh, you know, I'm not that stressed. They don't see it because they're so used to living it, right? And That's so it so takes that outside person to really help pinpoint the stresses and then helping you make those changes, those baby steps in order to 
be able to lower your stress. Yes, yes. Get out of fight or flight. Exactly. Stop living in fight or flight. Right, right. I mean, our immune systems are completely suppressed when we are in fight and flight all day. And just like you said, you might not realize it, but when you're rushing around to different appointments, uh, rushing around, you know, maybe with work or whatever it is, or your children, you you're in that state of fight or flight. So it's really important to calm your nervous system down. Absolutely. So I have, I love the work that you're doing. I'm so grateful that you offer this to others. And I would love for people to know how to get hold of you. But before we get to that, I want to ask you the question that I ask every single guest on my show. What does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Mm. That's a big one. I love, I love the title. It It's interesting because I remember before I was diagnosed when I was in that rat race and I felt unbalanced and stressed. And I, I actually said to my husband, if something doesn't change, I'm going to get sick. It's almost like I willed it. Right. And, you know, so to me, don't wait, don't wait until you're totally burnt out and, and disease happens in the body. If you recognize that, you know, I'm out of harmony in my life, things aren't going the way I want them to, or I feel that they should, then take proactive steps. Don't wait till you get some sort of disease. So true. And the reality is, is that our life isn't meant to be hard and we are not meant to suffer. So if it feels hard or if we are suffering, then that's a clue that something is out of balance for you. And you can just step aside and take some time to figure out, okay, what is out of balance? And maybe you intuitively already know, or maybe you don't, and it'll require some quiet time and maybe some journaling to figure it out. Yes. Our life should be in flow flow and don't suffer. We're not supposed to suffer. Our bodies are incredible. And when we are living in alignment, we don't suffer. Yes. I love that. So how can people get hold of you? And I know you also have a very generous gift to offer the audience. So please share that as well. Yes. So I can be reached at revivewellness.com. There's a contact page there. So you could just contact me there. I'm also on Instagram at Haley Dubin. It's just H-A-Y-L-E-Y-D-U-B-I-N. And wait, what was the other question you asked me? Uh, To share your free gift. Oh, yes. Um, So my free gift is the seven top tips to keep cancer away and feel confident in your body again. So if you uh, just enter your name and email that will be sent to you. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. And I have included all of that in the show notes for people. So they'll easily be able to access it. And do you have any last tips for the audience before we wrap up this episode? Yeah. So really, and, and, you know, we both mentioned it, but the most important thing is that you have everything inside of you to heal. Yes, you look at other practitioners to to help you. You know, there's times for for that, of course, but really look deep inside and, and 
know that you have the ability to heal. Our bodies are incredible. If we have the right tools, our bodies can heal. So know that, know that you can listen to your intuition and listen to your gut. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much how I, I, what I wanted to say. Well, I love that. And such powerful information for people to hear. You have it inside of you and trust in that and build on the confidence of that as you work your belief that you can heal, allow that to work together. Cause you're absolutely right. You have everything inside of you. Yes. So thank you so much for being on the show, Haley. This has been a fabulous interview and I'm sure it's brought many people a lot of hope as well as fabulous resources. And to my audience, thank you for tuning in every single week. And I hope you're enjoying this series during National Cancer Survivor Month. See you next week. Thanks so much, Melissa. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.